Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Unstrictly Business. In this episode, I was lucky enough to sit down with Kristen Kellogg, who is an integrative nutrition health coach, filmmaker, travel expert, and serial entrepreneur. Kristen is the founder of Mapped Wellness, which is a virtual integrative health coaching and functional medicine clinic, the co-founder of Border Free Media, a content marketing agency, as well as the co-owner of Salt and Wind Travel, a boutique travel company. Today, we're going to walk through both Kristen's business and health journey and the many moments that they've intertwined. Before getting certified as a health coach, Kristen used to spend about 85% of her time on the road for the work she did for both Border Free Media and Salt and Wind Travel. While staying busy might have seemed great for her business, Kristen shares how a combination of certain life practices, including her work schedule, exacerbated her extreme eczema and eventually led her to developing an autoimmune disease. We learn how Kristen dealt with multiple health crises and how she eventually turned her health around and began mapped wellness. This episode is a great one for any business person out there who's struggling with their health or feel like their work might be negatively influencing their well-being or just for anybody who is passionate about wellness and well-being like Kristen and I are. We had really a lot of fun recording this episode, talking a little bit about our own health journeys and business and being an entrepreneur and just being in the business world in general. Kristen is an expert in so many things and is just an incredible person and has so much to share. So I'm excited for you to give this one a listen. Enjoy. Welcome to Unstrictly Business, a podcast where we interview business owners about everything that helps them succeed, from business advice to self-care and everything in between. I'm your host, Callie, and each week we'll share a new episode with behind-the-scenes content that reveals what it's really like to run a successful business. I didn't have any clue about entrepreneurship. I thought that I had, you know, was going to have this normal, you know, or what I, I thought life would be like is this, I go to school and I graduate and I get a job and then I work my way up, you know, like that was what I thought and knew. I didn't, I wasn't surrounded. I mean, with the exception of my dad having his own business, he has a lawn care and landscaping business that he did himself. And so I guess I got a little bit of, a little bit of inspiration from that, but it wasn't like anything so big and grand, like, you know, this big thing to travel the world. There was nothing like that in my life. And I just thought I would have probably a normal job like most people. And I think that all changed when I went to college, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, I, and I ended up living together uh, my fourth year of college. I ended up six and a half years of college because I changed my major. But she and I, she had gone to this study abroad program and I was like, well, why couldn't I do something like that? I never even thought that was like an opportunity that I could take part in. And so I just started to think a little bit more differently. And so I ended up moving to California and doing an exchange within the U.S. because going abroad was just too much. My parents even were not really wanting me to go to California. They were like, you should just stay in Louisiana, finish school, get a job, you know, all those things. And I'm like, but I really want to go. And so I kind of fought tooth and nail to go there. And that really opened up my world. I took a bunch of electives because at that point I was in school for kinesiology and going to school for pre-physical therapy, which I was always kind of interested in the body, but that 7.30 a.m. anatomy class just wasn't going through my mind <laughs> so well when, as I was going out and, you know, having this fun and adventurous lifestyle at night, going to bars and doing all the things that college students do. And so I think I had to take that class twice and I didn't do so well in it. But so I went uh, to California. I took a bunch of electives. I ended up taking a film class. I took an acting class. I took a communications and creative writing class. And I was like, whoa, this is not the right major for me. I feel like I'm in the complete wrong field. As much as I'm interested in health and wellness, this is where I feel like I need to be. And so I ended up going back to finish school. Still hadn't decided at that point to change my major or do any of that, but Hurricane Katrina hit and I was bartending at the time in New Orleans. And so I didn't have a job overnight basically. And I was still dating the guy I was dating in California. And so I just decided 
I'm going to call up my school. I think this was the first moment I realized I was actually an entrepreneur was I was going to call up my school and just ask them if they could accept me because they'd already enrolled me. I mean, why not? I'm already in the system. And so I called them and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course. And we'll give you in-state tuition. So I packed up my things in just a few days, left my apartment and went back to California, enrolled in school. It was already like two weeks into the semester and changed my major and changed to communications. I ended up having a minor that I could like make my own minor. So I think it was health and fitness business management or something like that at the time. But that kind of started my journey of to like, oh, wow, there's so much more out there that I didn't realize existed. And so I knew when I wanted to do is travel when I finished school. Um, So I saved up a bunch of money and traveled for two months. At that time, there was no cell phone. Like, I don't know, like I had a little flip phone with me that was very, you know, like very expensive. If I would have called anyone, I didn't have a computer or anything. So it was just literally not very communicative with anyone while I was traveling, minus the people I was meeting along the journey. And that really kind of cemented that I wanted to somehow work in travel at that time. I came back from that trip and just felt like, I don't really know where to go next. And so I had applied for all these jobs in marketing And I got offered just about every single one of them. And I just didn't feel like they were going to be fulfilling. And so I continued bartending. I started working at Ralph Lauren. I remember the first time someone handed me a black card from Amex. I was like, what's this? It's so heavy. But it just introduced me to a whole new group of people that were, that had a lot of money. They had a different lifestyle. And so I, I was just like, oh, wow, this is different. So I ended up after working there for a bit, moving to Nantucket Island, which is on the East Coast. People have their second and third homes there. Lots of entrepreneurs come and vacation there. They always call that. Nantucket is more of the place for the CEOs and then the celebrities go to Martha's Vineyard. So I was introduced to a lot of people that had made a significant um, living for themselves, a mark on society. They were doing big things. And the same thing was true with the people within Nantucket and the community itself. The small business owners were just really supportive of one another. And so I was like, wow, I wonder what I could do. I I don't really know what I want to do, but I, I know I could do something here. And I ended up volunteering at a film festival. And I had a moment where I drove a documentary filmmaker. No one else wanted to drive the documentary filmmakers. Everyone should drive the celebrities to their film premieres. And I was like, I don't know the documentary people. They're so interesting. And so I watched this one movie and I just, I was so like, I want to tell a story like that. I want to be able to move people to see the world or see something in a different light and really open eyes. And so that really got me on my journey to making my first film. And so that is kind of like my high school slash going into entrepreneurship self. (laughs) Wow. First of all, that was so well said. <laughs> you just took us through that whole journey so well. I would be like rambling for 20 minutes. I feel like I just that was did. Me. <laughs> no, no. I thought that was really perfect. Amazing. I think, wait, will you tell us a little bit about the, what the film was? Yeah. Like, was so, it in the kind of realm so that you are So it's funny now? now to think that like my first film actually, it ties into both of the things that I do now, which are health and wellness and also travel, but also food or the three things that I do now. So if you fast forward to today, I have three businesses that I work in. One that I work with my business partner who founded that. She and I work together on another one. And then I started another one with health-based business. So we have Salt and Wind Travel, which is a travel company for food lovers. And then we have Border Free Media, which is helping small business owners with video and also all things small business that they might need help with. And we do a lot of video production as well. And then the third one is Mapped Wellness, which is the health company that I've started for doing health coaching for people, trying to help them uh, reverse chronic disease and just feel better and live a fulfilled life and do the things that they really want to do in a more empowered way. But the first film that I did was about organic, sustainable farming in Bali and Indonesia. And so like wellness, you know, health food, travel, all the things, you know, so, so starting there, it's like all the things that I've done now, I feel like I've always had those interests. And um, I don't think that, you know, it's having three businesses is not easy. (laughs) But I think that it is something that's important to follow your passions. You can't do everything all at once. But you can do all the things that you want to do, you just have to kind of focus. So I feel like I spent the first 
five years of my film career perfecting how to make videos and tell stories through video. And then I started working in travel and we've been working on that side of the business and continuing the journey of teaching other entrepreneurs through Border Free Media, what we learned in our own businesses. And then the wellness side of things came about because I had an autoimmune disease I was diagnosed with and I was also just not feeling well for a really long time. And I went to a doctor, a functional medicine doctor, who finally, after two years of feeling very terrible, um, ending up in the hospital a few times helped me to define what was actually going on. And I was like, well, this was in maybe 20 minutes of the doctor's visit. And I was like, wow, if more people knew that you could actually get well on your own and not have to, you know, suffer or feel terrible all the time while trying to do all the things you want to achieve in the world, like how awesome would that be to be able to help people? And so that's how this third business was born. It was just a a pure passion to like share the things that I've learned about my own body and how I've been able to get better and to help other people do the same. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That was one of the reasons why I feel like I was really pulled to bring you on as well, because I see, like, I know you had your hand in Border for Media and Salt and Wind before you started Mapped Wellness. Yeah. And obviously every business owner knows that like it can be really hard mentally. It can be hard, exhausting. Like you have all the weight on your shoulders of like running a business or like you and your business partner together. So I think it can be hard to take care of yourself in the business world in general. And so I think it's really interesting that now you're like got to the point where you're like, okay, I like hit my breaking point. I feel like shit, I need to do something. And now like you're able to help others, but I would love to talk a little bit more about like when that breaking point was and like was it caused by like burnout? Do you feel like your work life influenced your health and kind of why? And then we'll talk about what you did to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The working and the travel and working too much definitely was a factor in being out of balance and and being sick. I think there were a lot of things involved, but looking from a functional medicine standpoint, you can do everything right. You can eat right. You can work out the right way and, you know, um, do all the things that you're supposed to do to be healthy. But if you don't have a healthy mindset and you're not resting enough and giving yourself those breaks, you're ultimately going to go down a path of being out of alignment and, you know, different things can cause you to be out of alignment, but your body wants to be well and it wants to live in a balanced state, but when you're stressed, it doesn't allow that to um, happen. So even if I'm eating right, I'm exercising, I'm sleeping eight hours a night, I'm doing all the things right. If I'm still stressed and I'm in a constant state of stress, my body won't allow itself to heal if it's, you know, given a virus or a, you know, a condition or a parasite or something like that. It's, It's not able to bounce back as easily. And so through the work that I do with my clients at Mapped Wellness, I have a group coaching program called Detox Your Life. Um, and then I also do one-to-one coaching. I do more with the group coaching now because I think it actually helps people more and then supplement that one with one-to-one coaching. But I think that there are just so many people that are struggling with the same root causes of like too much stress. A lot of it is also like macronutrients and micronutrients and things that we're not getting through our food sources anymore. But you can take, like I said, all those things and put them in. But if you're still stressed and you're still running those thoughts through your mind and you're still, you know, not giving yourself the time and the breaks that you need, you're it's still going to have a hard time to actually heal and, and move forward with what you're going through, whatever that is, if it's an autoimmune disease or if it's um, something different, it's just, you know, it's hard to do that if you, so I think like stress is a major cause of a lot of people's illnesses and things that we might be holding on to emotionally is another one. So I always feel like people come into my program thinking like, oh, it's a detox. And I'm like, it's not a detox at all. It's like literally detoxing your whole life from all these like thoughts. And yes, maybe the food things that you're eating as well. I have people that come into the program with all kinds of backgrounds. Some people are eating like the SAD diet, the standard American diet, which is like higher, you know, refined carbs and all the things that you, you know, like whole milk and things things of that nature. Um, but then you have other people who are really healthy and they're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm eating all the things. And I'm like, well, what is your emotional self look like right now? And so it's a, a lot of diving into that for, you know, the reason that really, what is that reason? A lot of people know what it is, but it takes a minute for you to kind of admit that to yourself. So. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, even the fact like it took you kind of two years of feeling crappy before you got there. And I know personally, I've also seen like naturopath and have been through like a slew of different doctors, like with my own health issues, because I have a hormonal imbalance and Mm. like potential endometriosis, like all these things that like random things that pop up. And I'm like, I'm too busy to deal with this. Like I don't have time to like sit down and take care of myself. And like, I love wellness and I am like always want to, I get up throughout the day. Like I take a walk, like I get basically nine hours of sleep every night. But I think sometimes as business owners, you can kind of just like check a box and be like, okay, I went to the gym this morning. And like, maybe that's even stressing out your body more because like you're tired. So I think that that's interesting that like people are feeling healthy, but maybe like they're not actually deep down, like emotionally. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend um, who he's been um, going through his own tough times. And we were chatting and he's like, I just don't know if I'm ready to feel better yet. And I'm like, that's off, like pretty awesome that you're willing to admit that out loud. A lot of people would never say that out loud. And I've had a client who, well, she wasn't actually a client at the time, but she said to me, she goes, I don't know who I am if I'm not sick. And it's just kind of crazy. These things that we have, and we're afraid to step out of our old selves and into what we could be. And imagine like if we actually took care of ourselves, how much better the work that we want to do could be in the world for other people. So. Yeah, totally. That is like my number one thing. It's like we focus so much on like our business in the business world, but you are like where the good ideas come from. You're the yes. powerhouse <laughs> of your business. If you are only operating at 50%, like even if you're taking all the courses, doing all the things, like you're just never going to be as creative, like as motivated if you feel crappy. The first thing that most people don't do is just allow themselves the space to breathe within their small business or their business or their work. Um, They're like, if I do more and I accomplish more, I will be more productive. If I put more hours in the day, I will be more productive. While that might be true sometimes, I find that most of the time, 99% of the time, it's not true. When I take breaks is the time that when I come back to the thing that I'm working on, I'm most productive. I accomplish more in less time. um, And I've actually given myself a break and I I have to do something that brings me into what you call the flow state of like where I'm fully disconnected. I'm not overthinking work or relationships or whatever the thing is that I might be attached to at the moment that might be distracting me from what I'm trying to achieve. And so I find that like things like indoor climbing or bouldering, like I love doing that. I love doing like the, even some of the work assignments I do that are film related where I go on adventure travel trips and I'm doing something where I'm completely out of my element. Like I had just recently in Switzerland, I had to do a Via Ferrata, a Ferrata, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, but you're basically climbing the face of a rock, just going up, up, up forever. Um, and you're attached to something, but you're not like fully attached. So if you fell, it's kind of scary. So we did this after um, it had rained, it had been raining and it was super foggy. So I guess there was a benefit that we couldn't see how low, how, how high we were climbing and how far you could actually fall. But I remember going for probably 45 minutes and being like, okay, we're like close to the top, right? They're like, oh no, we have about another hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, oh my I'm shaking. My whole body was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I had a camera because I was filming. And so it was just strapped around my neck. It was slippery. I hadn't brought the right gloves exactly. Um, and so I'm just like constantly in the, I was, I wouldn't say I was like fully flowing, but I was totally had to be concentrated on that one moment where I couldn't think about anything else. And I felt like after that, I accomplished such a big thing for, for what I was capable of that I felt like so much more productive after that, the full like week, even month coming up because I, got myself into a different mindset where I could just release all the other stuff that I was thinking about. Yeah, definitely. I actually, the last episode from last Monday, I don't know, it was called, we, I can't think of, let me try to think. Oh, yeah. You're all trady in rhythm. Oh, I, I listened um, to it just before this. <laughs> yeah. And I like just learned about it. I think I was, I was listening to this podcast called, are you menstrual? I don't know I if you've listened to that. It's so good. I wanted to, you made me think of it too, because they talk a lot about, about my macro yeah. and micronutrients. And that's something that I think is really interesting too. But 
they were talking about how like you like you get trash basically in your brain of like cellular debris and like using up your extra glucose that's like being used and I don't know exactly like all the science behind it but how like your brain needs time to like take care of it that trash and like organize it and take in all the thoughts that you've been reading I mean like we're absorbing so much information nowadays like through our phones and our computers I feel like you look at your phone and I'm just like swiping through 100 videos in like 20 minutes and but I think it's also interesting like emotionally how like going through something like that can help you like get in the right mindset and the right space to really take on your week um is there anything else that you kind of do like on a daily on the daily that helps you get into like a good routine for the day or um, I would be lying to say I do meditation every day because I used to, and then I fall off it and then I do it again. And then I fall off it. Yeah. I feel like I work in cycles, kind of like women's cycles, you know, have each week you have a different phase that you're going through. I don't know if you know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the different phases, I feel like I work like that in the year calendar as well. Um, and so I find that like, there's a phase for like me wanting to like dive deeper into my emotional side and like really go and like do the inner work that I need to do. And then I feel like a couple months later, I'm like, okay, like it's time to now release all the things that I learned into the world and like teach other people or write about them or do these things or build new things for the business. And then, um, and then going into that building phase after that, then it's like, okay, now I'm doing maybe a program for someone or I'm helping the people and whatnot. And then I go back into like the learning phase again. So I go into these cycles where that feels good to me. Um, I've learned, I think the more imbalance that I become with the things that I do, the more I understand how, if I'm out of balance, I feel it immediately. And I'm like, okay, don't, doesn't feel good. Don't want to be here. What do I do to change this? For example, the last uh, month and a half, I had a, a lot of work and some by choice, some not by choice. I'm working with a new client with Border Free Media and they are an um, artisan based e-commerce. And I had hired a photographer who was supposed to do a bunch of photo shoots for me in Mexico, video photos. He ended up getting in a motorcycle accident. And so I had to do all of the photos because he wasn't able to. And we also had a group trip we were running. I had planned for that to be downtime for me to just be doing office work before and after, but instead I had to be doing these videos. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. I didn't want to be unbalanced like this. I of course worked through it, but it was a little bit of a stressful time. And so I know when I, I just feel it immediately. Like if I'm feeling this nervous state or I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, I kind of know how to calm myself down. Um, I actually have a therapist now and it's funny. My therapist always tells me I'm her happiest client. And she's <laughs> always so telling me, she's told me a few times. She's like, you're, I think my happiest client, Kristen. I'm like, okay. You know, I think, I think though with therapy though, like I had never thought it was something that I needed or wanted. And then in back in February, I felt like I really needed to set some better boundaries with myself and with the people that I was interacting with. And So that started my journey on therapy and I see her once a week and I feel like it's just an amazing place to be able to have someone that doesn't know anything about you. Of course, she knows a lot about me now, but someone that doesn't really know anything about you that you can talk to every single week consistently and not feel like, you know, you're relying on a friend for that or, um, you know, it's fine to talk to your friends about things, but it's just nice to have an unobjective person in your life to do that with. And then also like most of the weeks, you know, there's always something that comes up. We do, I think it's called Gestalt. Um, it's like a German therapy. And so you just kind of, whatever comes up for you, you talk about. And so sometimes I'm just celebrating the wonderful things that have happened in my life. And I think that a lot of people look at therapy as like, okay, I just need to go whenever I feel bad. And it's like, no, I think that actually from my perspective, if you go consistently, then you're celebrating all the great things in your life and also the things that you need to work through. And the combination of the two is what makes that worth it. So I would say therapy has been my like thing that I've been doing for myself. That's been really helpful. And I've learned a lot of new things in terms of tools to use, to work on how to have better relationships with whether it's my family or my partner or, um, you know, my friends, my business partner, my people that I work with in the business, things like that. I think it's just been a, a really helpful process. 
I feel like I lucked out too, because a lot of people don't find necessarily the right therapist the first time around. And it might take a few or several people to go to, to find the good fit, but I feel like I found a good one. So that's been really helpful for me. That's amazing. I think you're so right with kind of treating therapy or any tool that lets you express yourself more um, as like almost like a ritual, like exercise sort of thing. I feel like it's like going to the gym, like maybe you don't have like a marathon to run. You're not going through like something really hard, but it's still good to like have that. And if that's something that's helpful for you, I think doing something that can be like your self-care. Like if that is your thing that you're like, okay, like I want to do this every week. I know this makes me feel good. I always tell people like you have might have to work through a few different self-care tools to find one that works right well for you or like cycle through things. I know like I'm the same way. I can be on like a really big journal kick for like three months and I'm like journaling every morning and I'm like on my game. And then one day I just like fall. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to journal for like two months. (laughs) I know. I feel the same. And I think that it's really interesting, the patterns that we have within ourselves. Like I do, I feel like that's one of my patterns where I do something and I've exhausted it to where I've like, okay, I feel like I've mastered this. And now like, what's a new thing for me to try out that might help me in a different way? That's, That's my pattern. And I don't know if that's a good pattern to have, but it's what I do. And it seems to work for me pretty well. I think that one of the other things I wanted to mention is the things that it's the days that you don't want to do the thing that you actually probably need it the most. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to therapy today, but I probably don't want to go because I don't want to talk about that thing that's really bothering me. Or I don't really want to go to the gym uh, because I ate, you know, like a huge Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Like I don't want to meditate this morning because I feel like I have too many thoughts in my mind, but actually that will be helpful for me to calm my mind. There are all these things that like, I just remind myself when I don't want to do the thing, there's probably a reason that I should actually be doing it even more that day. Yeah, totally. I think that is a good point because kind of like what you mentioned earlier about um, one of your friends or and your client saying like, I don't know who I'll be like if I'm not sick or like it can become like a part of you. And I think there's also like a benefit to feeling bad sometimes. Like you can get like s- sympathy from people. Like, yeah, yeah, you can feel like, and oh, there's nothing like wrong with me. That. There's nothing yeah. wrong like to go through that. And, you know, it's the problem where you can start to get stuck in a cycle And we all, like I said, we all, these cycles that we go through, especially when we're trying to make change. And I see it within my clients. My therapist was telling me about the cycles that people can get stuck in if they have, um, if they're having an addiction or have alcoholism or something like that, or, you know, things of that nature um, where people, okay, here's the first step. Okay. I've done this thing. Now I want to make the behavior change. I start to make behavior change. Okay. I'm not doing it anymore. I go back to the beginning. I get a little bit further. I go back. Oh, wait, I'm not even getting to step three now. Okay. Now I'm going to step four and then I'm almost getting there. And then I go back. So there are a lot of these, and it's the same with health coaching. I feel like people start to make the change. They make a a fall, you know, they get back up, they try again. Speaking of falls, I fell on the stairs this morning. Oh, <laughs> like, no. my, mom. my mom, this is actually a really funny reference because <laughs> I feel like it's like life, okay? So my parents have had these slippery stairs since I was a teenager and I've fallen down them I don't even know how many times. The last time I fell down them, I had my computer in my hand. No. <laughs> so I think I broke it. But this morning, I had a, like the most slippery socks. I walked up. My mom's cleaning the stairs, and I fell down like eight stairs. <laughs> and I just started crying. I was oh, like, no. oh, my God. I was like, I think I broke my elbow. Like, I'm just dying laughing after I, st- I cried for like a good, you know, like 30 seconds because I felt like I just needed to cry. And yeah. then I just started laughing really loud. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, how many times am I going to fall down these stairs before I like actually realize that it's my socks and like I need to be more careful going down the stairs. And I feel like that's with so many people in their life though, that metaphor for like, how many times am I going to do this thing that's harming me before I realize that I need to like take a slightly different direction or approach to it. So that was the lesson that reminded me of myself this morning. <laughs> I love that. I love that you can take a Maybe not like the best moment in your day and turn it into a learning (laughs) lesson. (laughs) 
I mean, it's and not, but it's just going to get the best of you, right? Like, yeah. like, what can we take in our life um, that has maybe provided us with something we didn't necessarily want, like falling down the stairs and turn it into a positive of like, what lesson did I learn here? Do that yeah. with relationships, with a partner, with something that didn't go right in your business, any of those things. Yeah. Or even when you're talking about how Hurricane Katrina, like you lost your bartending job overnight and maybe you were probably stressed or like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is a horrible thing to happen. And so many people lost their homes and, yeah. but you at least kind of took a pivot that yeah. took you to where you are today. And like, you're happy that you ended up you, going to California. So yeah. And you have to be grateful for like the, I mean, I'm so grateful that I didn't have a friend or a loss of a life of anyone that I knew or you know, all those things where people had these traumatic losses in their life and so grateful, you know, I didn't live in New Orleans. I was working down there, but, um, you know, just have to take gratitude into consideration. I think that that's probably the thing that keeps me on track the most. I think that is something that I do generally pretty regularly is have a gratitude practice, whether it's writing it down, whether it's waking up and thinking about it, whether it's waking up and messaging someone and telling them I'm grateful for them. Yeah, I completely agree. I think gratitude is also like one of the things that I've seen in just like research and writing that it's like scientifically proven to really help you feel happier and help you feel better is just like being grateful. Cause we, at the end of the day, like if you're listening to this podcast, like you probably have a phone and you're probably sitting in like a comfy space or like walking outside on a nice day. Like there's so many things right in this moment that you could be grateful for just like looking around you. So I think that for me is really important too and can be an easy self-care and good little I have my gratitude journal. And the other day I actually wrote in it. I was so ungrateful for like so many things that happened that day. And then it turned around at the end that like, okay, actually like getting all that out onto the paper. I didn't say I'm ungrateful for these things, but I was just having a really like off this whole week, this last week of the holidays was really hard for me and just in many different senses. But I was at the end of it, like, wow, I have so much to be grateful for. But I think it's, it's oftentimes like, let's not pretend that you don't have any problems, you know, like, let's not pretend everything is perfect and I'm going to be the perfect meditator and everything I'm grateful for and all these things. Like we have all these emotions for a reason and you have to move through them. If you don't move through them, they get stuck inside of you. And that's when we can't process and then we get sick and things happen. So if you can talk about them with someone, if you can write them down and get them out on the page while also practicing those positive things, I think it can be really a powerful tool for healing and just feeling balanced in everyday life. Yeah, definitely. I think that in the wellness world, especially it can feel easy, like that you always have to be on your game, like practicing what you're preaching every single day. But nobody's perfect and nobody can wake up and have a two-hour like morning routine every day where they're like no. doing this. <laughs> not realistic that no. is the easiest way to get yourself to not be able to get to where you want to go is trying to be perfectionist at what you're trying to achieve you know looking on social media and I, I try not to be on there as much as I used to and I actually took a break from both my businesses for several months to just not be on it and I was still doing some newsletter stuff but I was just like, you know what? I, I don't have to market myself this way. I don't have to do these things right now. They don't feel right to me. So I'm just not going to do it. And I chose not to. And um, now I'm starting to post a bit again because I feel inspired to, but I try not to do anything that doesn't feel good to me. And if I'm not wanting to do it, maybe I'll have my intern or um, you know one of the girls that works for me do the social media. But I just, sometimes I'm just like, I just need a break from this and I think it'll be fine. And, and if it's not fine, then the audience that's following me isn't the right audience. So they should understand that I need a break too. Yeah, I completely agree. I remember listening to this one podcast where this girl like ended up quitting social media for a whole year and just like still running her business through like word of mouth and her email newsletter. And she was completely fine. And I think yeah. <laughs> we can The feel. world did not end. <laughs> no. <laughs> she did not explode. Everything was okay. I think one of my favorite things that people, I forget who said this to me, but they're like, when you don't do something like, oh my gosh, no one died. Everything's going to be just fine. And so I think like, oh my gosh, if I don't post for a month on social media, like no one's dying. Everything's fine. Like it's fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I can, it can feel that way sometimes, especially when you're spending too much time on social media and you see like other people being like, you have to post like one reel per day and be on stories like five to seven times. I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) We'll be, we'll all be fine. We'll pay our bills. But I do kind of want to get into a little bit about like your transition from like moving into mapped wellness and kind of what made you decide to like, cause you went to school or like had you, yeah. and you just finished, right? Not that long ago or you're so still I finished doing it? school. So like I said, I have the background in kinesiology. I went yes. basically, I almost had a major in kinesiology. I think if I had done like three more classes, I probably would have had a double major. So I have that background with all of those fun things that I learned a long time ago. And then my mom um, had breast cancer probably, I don't know, it's maybe been 15, 10, 15 years now, close, somewhere in between then. And she had seen the same uh, functional medicine doctor that I did. And so when I was in California, I really started to like study and like read and watch movies. And I was just so interested in how the body worked. And I, I saw the things that she went through. And when she went to this doctor, she did chemo and also natural things to help her body. Like she had these smoothies every day, which I call them a smoothie, but they're actually these, um, it's like warm blended fruits and vegetables that aren't really very tasty, but it like unlocks this energy within you when you have it. So she had this every single day and she had some like vitamin mineral infusions and things. And I saw her go through that process and be like more alive and feeling more energized than she had in a long time. And so I was like, wow, how cool. Like she didn't even get sick from chemo, like most people do because of all these things. And so I just was really interested in that. And so in my free time, I would nerd out and watch videos and like read articles and all these things. And so I wasn't necessarily practicing them. <laughs> and I, um, I started to just kind of read up more on that. And so I had for a long time, I had eczema since college. I think I had really bad on my legs really bad. And they were just like, take this steroid cream and put it on you and like, don't tell you anything else. Um, and so I had been using steroid cream for like 10 years or something. And then I had started getting this other thing called tinea versicolor, which is these white spots that like, it's a fungal overgrowth on your skin. It happens on the top half of your body. And my dad was like, oh, I had that once. And I just took this like pill and then it went away and never came back. Well, mine would always come back in warm environments. It's something a lot of people actually struggle with. Um, but no one told me again, what was actually the root cause or what was going on. And so then I started to get low back pain around seven years ago in conjunction with my autoimmune disease called vitiligo. And I was like, I don't know, like what is going on? My body is going crazy. It's like body gone wild. Like what is happening here? Like everything seems to be like this thing's happening and then this and that. And so I think the kicker was like the low back pain was really painful for, um, a good portion of, that seven years, it was really hard for me to even sit down in a chair for more than 20 minutes at a time and not feel like I was going to get sick. And it was just, it just sucked. It was like trying to like constantly be at a dinner party and be like, oh, I have to just get up and pretend everything's fine and like walk around for a minute. So I feel like I'm not going to like throw up at the dinner table right now. Um, So that was hard. And then I, I started like when I lived and moved to Mexico city, I was still having the back pain. I didn't know what was going on, but I had gone on a trip with my friend who I was helping on an assignment in Norway and we were on a cruise ship and I was on the cruise ship. I started getting this really sharp pain in my upper like back and they told me that I needed my appendix out (laughs) and I was also having pain down here. And I'm like, we are four days from land. Like, how am I going to get to die? Like, out here, am I going to die at sea? Oh it was, my God. Like, I kept telling myself, everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. My body's fine. My body will heal itself. I was just like trying to like have these positive reinforcements. Well, I ended up getting to the hospital that everything had kind of like gone down from, they were giving me morphine and like all these things, antibiotics and whatever. And they were like, you don't really need your appendix out now, but no, it could maybe happen again. Like, it could happen like 10% chance. And I was like, well, I'm willing to take that and keep my appendix for now. And I'll just change the foods that I'm eating at this point. I still don't really know hundred percent, like how I'm supposed to be eating. So I end up going back a year later, this almost the, to the day I feel the same pain. I'm like with my business partner in New York, we did this event. Then I go to LA, I wake up in the morning feeling so I'm like, Oh my God, I think this is the same thing. And so my friend drives me to the hospital. I go and, and she's like, uh, or she drops me off and they tell me, they're like, well, nothing's wrong. Everything looks fine. 
And I'm like, I am in extreme pain. And they're like, we'll give you some pain medicine. So they gave me an IV. And this is when I first realized the placebo effect is actually a thing. They gave me an IV and I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I feel so much better. What did you give me? They're like, there's just saline in there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it literally felt like immediately better. And then they told me that and then I felt the pain again. Oh, so I ended up getting an MRI. They told me I had cysts on my ovaries that were size of limes. And that was what causing my pain. Oh my and I'm gosh. like, okay, well, like, so it probably wasn't my appendix before. Maybe it was. I don't know. So I ended up flying home. I had to take a wheelchair to the airport because I like couldn't walk. It was so painful. Oh, I was like just like praying to get through the flight without like feeling like I was gonna die. Oh my um, gosh. I got back to my parents' house. I ended up going to the doctor like a week later. I went to the gynecologist and they were like, Yeah, this is should like maybe they'll go away, maybe they won't. So I went to the functional medicine doctor and he basically in 20 minutes told me all the things that were going on in my body and where it was out of balance through this really interesting machine that they use. And it's, it reads the energy lines within your body through your fingers and your feet. And it's called acupuncture meridian reading. It's not actually acupuncture, but it's like a pen that they kind of tap into different points. And it was just so funny because I hadn't really told them everything that was going on, but the points that read out of alignment were pointing exactly where my pain was. And and like, it was just kind of crazy. And so within two and a half weeks, I was feeling better and I haven't felt the low back pain. And like, I occasionally get like a maybe level two or something like that, where I was experiencing a 10 for a long time. And yeah, that was just kind of like the journey to me getting well. So then I went to school um, right after that. I was like, I want to go back to school for health coaching. I want to like learn how to teach other people to do this or start the journey for this. And so I did that, a program called IIN, Integrative Nutrition, and did that. uh, It's a year program, but I did it six months. And then I found a woman that I was in a health coaching group with that has helped people with vitiligo, which is the other uh, the, the main autoimmune disease that I've, st- I've like literally reversed every single thing that is, that was affecting me, like no pain, no eczema, like nothing. And the only thing I'm working on still is the vitiligo and there are white spots that don't repigment, Yeah, but I've been able to start to repigment mine. So it's, it's like oh pretty cool. Gosh. Congratulations. Um, that is really, you. that is amazing. You deserve so, it after all of that. I feel like <laughs> Well, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, to, to work on yourself and to really like start to feel better, you don't need to do every single thing right forever. And I, I'm certainly not one to say like every single aspect of my life is perfect. Yes, I still eat gummy bears sometimes. Yes, I have some wine sometimes. Like sometimes I eat a piece of pie. Like it's not every single day that I act like I have this perfect lifestyle that I live. But for the majority of the time, I try to think in the mindset of like, is the thing that I'm putting in my body serving me right now? Is the thing I'm doing serving me right now to the life I want to live? Yes, no. Like every day you have a choice to choose like, Again, if you chose yesterday, like not the best lifestyle for yourself, for yourself, you can choose tomorrow to have a different choice. You're just like literally one choice away from this step in the right direction every day. So, but right now I'm in school for functional medicine. The lady that does the vitiligo, she has this course that she does. She actually, she was like, you don't need to take my course. You can just go to the school, you're a health coach and you can learn how to do it yourself. And I was like, I'm so excited. So I've been in school now with functional medicine. It's a three-year program. It's like getting a doctor, it's like becoming a doctor without becoming a doctor. It's a lot of information, but it's really empowering. And I'm just um, constantly in awe with like how the body can heal itself when given the chance. Yeah, that is truly incredible. I think being able to go from where you were and to see the transformation to where you are today and knowing Like, I feel like I can, I mean, I personally like went to a lot of like normal doctors and who are incredible, like science and medicine, where it is today, like it's transformed people's lives. And I'm like so grateful for Western medicine, but at the same time, I had like the same thing where I would go to the doctor and they'd be like, everything's fine. Like nothing's wrong with you (laughs) or like so many women who struggle with like a menstrual cramps when that's like yeah. not really something that is actually that normal and like you should be able to have like a painless period. I, I don't know if you follow them, but um, there are three girls that do such a good job with all of that and they're called the Balanced 
Bayers, Byers? Yes. Yeah, I do follow them. <laughs> and they're, they're great. I think that there are a lot of people advocating for different things that might be going on in your body that are specialized, um, that can really help just through lifestyle changes, you know, just through the, maybe the foods you're eating, maybe the people you're surrounding yourself, the relationships that you keep, the types of exercise you're doing, the amount of sleep you're getting, like maybe you're having something in your life that you're allergic to and you don't even know it, like almonds. My friend was drinking almond milk for her whole life, thinking it was better than regular milk and she had an almond allergy and didn't know what was wrong. So like these little things that you might not know about yourself can sometimes throw you way off and you're just like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. I, it can be really crazy, but it can also be really, it can feel really great too to get a hold and of yourself and to be more in contact with your body. Like I now like take my temperature every morning to like track my cycle. And like, I just feel like now certain things I eat, like I know when that's how that's going to affect me. Like now I'm not just like, where is this feeling coming from? Or why is this coming out of nowhere? Like once you really get to know yourself better, it's easier to kind of keep a handle on things, but a hundred percent. I wanted to ask you if like a busy business owner is listening to this and like maybe they have like gut issues or like they don't sleep well at night or like there's little things coming up where they're like, I know I'm not 100% on my game. Like where would be the first place to start? And like, when do you think they should see someone like you? That's a really good question. Well, everyone is different. Uh, so you can't just give the like one advice for everyone. Every uh, That's one thing that I, that I don't appreciate about Western medicine is like, here's the prescription for this thing that you have wrong. It's like, well, everyone's different. So you have to treat everyone like their own unique person. And, you know, while you might have the same symptom that I have, we might have a different root cause of the problem. But I think that if you start just kind of intuitively under trying to understand like, well, where do I feel like if I did something different in my life today, what do I feel like would be valuable to help me move through this, whatever it is that I'm going through? What's one thing? Is it I need to have an extra cup of water every day? Is it that I feel like I've been lethargic and not moving my body? So maybe by moving my body, it will help me to get the motivation to eat better. Um, What's the first step that you can take? And I think that in terms of of having a health coach or seeing someone like me for help, um, I think everyone could use help. I have my own coach as well. And so I think that, you know, just health coaching isn't necessarily like, I'm going to tell you what to do. It's like, you make your own decision. I'm going to give you some information. You're telling me about what you're going through. Here are some really interesting things. What do you feel like would work best for you in this moment in your life? So I think that everyone could benefit from a health coach, especially if you're going through something that is with a doctor where you feel like maybe you need some more support and actually making the changes to stick. Because I think oftentimes we go to the doctor and they have 15 minutes with us and they're like, here's the things you need to do. And you're like, well, how do I get myself to do them? And how do I get my behavior to change? So they'll actually make the changes that will benefit me in the future. So I think, yeah, everyone could have a health coach. I agree. I think it's kind of like the therapist thing. Like you're kind of having, maybe not even when you're in a struggling time, but like having someone to check in with. Like I definitely felt like with my naturopathic doctor, it's like, I feel like I'd never talked to my doctor for more than like 20 minutes before. And now I can like explain my whole life. Like the intake form, I had so many things to fill in that I would totally feel like were irrelevant, but that they were like, this is really important. Yeah, I think in and finding the right coach for you, you want to find someone that you know is on your team because and especially with doctors too, I, I felt like, you know, I never felt empowered going into a doctor's visit until I did, I think it was like probably six months ago. And I just was able to go in there and confidently ask like all the questions that I was afraid to ask before. And I was like, no, you're working for me and you should answer these questions that I have. And, you know, had I not had the background that I did in the health coaching, I was going in for a procedure I needed to have. And they were like telling me, oh, there's this thing we need to remove it. Okay. Well, you know, I heard, I was, I was learning about this a little bit do you feel like this is something that's caused by estrogen dominance? And they were like, yes, exactly. But you don't have that because the signs are blah, blah, and blah. And I was like, well, actually I do have those symptoms. You just can't see them. One of them is melasma on my face. One of them is this. And one of them is that. Had you taken the time to ask me these things, maybe you would have 
discovered that. So this is something that I feel like sometimes um, because of the limited time, and it's not because doctors don't want to do well for people. They don't have the time to walk people through the steps they need to actually take or to discover like the things between the lines that they're not necessarily answering in the question form that they have time to read. I think a lot of a lot of people in the program that I'm in now, there are a lot of health coaches, there are a lot of nurses, there are a lot of doctors in there, and there are a lot of people that are actually trying to make change in the doctor and the nurse world of traditional medicine. So it's really empowering to see those people want more for their clients. I hope that one day we'll be able to see insurance companies actually cover some of these things. They're not right now, um, but people are, you know, you really have to make an investment in your health if you want to see your life change uh, and you want to live a long, healthy life. If you've gotten off track so far, then just take the time, make the investment. It's like we spend so much money. I think there was a study done. It was like we spend like $28,000 a year on like wine, going out to dinner, shopping. It's like, okay. And you're saying you can't afford to have, you know, these healthy things or, or a coach or a therapist or whoever in your life. It's like, we make a choice every day. So what choice are you going to make tomorrow for yourself? I love that. And that is a perfect way to finish up our episode. I do want to ask one last thing for you and to give us a little bit of a preview about what to expect from Mapped Wellness and you in the next year, and then finish off with where everyone can find you. And I'll also put that in the show notes, but I'll hear it from you first. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at mappedwellness.com, Mapped Wellness on Instagram, Mapped Wellness everywhere. I, we're not doing Facebook, so we're just really on Instagram. And then we have a newsletter. Love if you signed up for that. We send that out every week. We have a program coming up and it'll launch in the new year. I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but uh, the the new program that I'm doing, or it's not new, it's the same program, but it's like elevated. So it's changed it a little bit and add new things that I'm learning to it. Um, it's a 90 day program. So it's week or biweekly calls. So you can take part in that if you're interested. And then, so the new year, we'll have the new program um, launching. And I think that I may, I don't know, I'm toying with the idea of doing another podcast. We have one for Border Free Media that we just did like one season and it's kind of intro to business and life balance, work-life balance. And I don't know, I really like uh, the idea of just talking to other wellness professionals. I did a lot of Instagram lives with wellness professionals and different people in different fields. And I really enjoyed getting to talk to them. So I'm thinking of maybe doing a podcast and I don't know, you have to just stick around and sign up for that newsletter. If you want to see what else we're up to, we have a couple ideas up our sleeves, but nothing, um, nothing exact set in stone at this point beyond the coaching. Well, that is exciting. And I can't wait to see more. I would definitely love to hear. I really loved your guys' podcast. It's definitely a lot of good, um, like the experts that you brought on. And so for anyone that is a business owner, I would definitely listen to that season because I feel like it's just like a course in itself of just like good knowledge for business owners. So yeah, Yeah, it's like the 101 that, hey, you want to start a business or maybe you started it and you're not, it's not going so well. Okay. Here are all the, here's all the basic fundamental things for you. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This was an amazing conversation and I loved hearing more about your health journey and your business journey. And I am excited for everyone to have listened to this. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Unstrictly Business. Want to learn more about how you can create a successful business of your own? Visit our website, dowelldepartment.com. Dowelldept.com. See you next week.